Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Ya lo hace. Pierna derecha, directo al arco. Golazo. The world of football with a soccer perspective. This is Soccer Today with Dwayne Rollins and Kevin Laramie, live on the Sports Podcasting Network. Good day, good night, welcome to Soccer Today for Friday, May 6, 2022. I'm Kevin Laramie and I'll be joined by Dwayne Rollins in a second. Before, please take a second and subscribe to our YouTube page at youtube.com slash sports podcast or click that notification bell and you'll be notified whenever we have a brand new video uploaded to our channel it's good to be with you on a friday of course Dwayne is here with me Dwayne, how are you doing today pretty well uh yeah it's uh starting to feel like spring uh, about a third of the way through the mls season got a lot of uh, games this weekend gonna get back on the horse of uh, of my my european <laughs> team because you know you put one one thing aside you got more to play for still gonna be a good weekend it's going to be a good weekend and you mentioned major league soccer almost a third of the season already that's what happens when the season starts in february it kind of goes by quickly and we'll have a look at the standings in a minute and third of the season through what's weird is montreal hasn't played toronto yet what's weird is toronto hasn't played vancouver yet but that's about to change sunday a canadian derby will take place in vancouver and Dwayne, if you are living in the vancouver area and you have tfc merchandise Oh, you can get your hands on what I would say maybe free Whitecaps merchandise if you want to do the swap. Explain to us what this marketing idea is because, uh, quite frankly, I, I, I'm i a bit lost because geographically speaking, I they're, they're, they're not close rivals. I think what's happening here, first off, let's just couch this with this. It is, in fact, harmless. It's just a marketing initiative. However, um, if you want to get into it because... We're on soccer today here, and why not? Um, it is, uh, I think, Stolden is a hard way to put it, inspired by a similar giveaway that the Pacific FC did last year where they could exchange Whitecaps gear for Pacific gear. Now, in that case, however, it made a tad bit more sense because what Pacific was doing was trying to target people in the Victoria area that maybe had gone to a few Whitecaps games in the past, but now they had a local team to support to convince them to come support the local team. I'm not sure who exactly this is targeting, but, you know, to each their own. There are a lot of expats, Torontonians, that moved to Vancouver. Maybe some of them out there have some TFC gear, and they didn't. They went to one or two games, and now maybe they'll go. So maybe they're, they're after those folks. Um, I would suggest to the Whitecaps that, although, again, harmless, it's just a marketing initiative, and it's don't worry about it too much. But I would suggest fixing your own house, like winning more games and 
dealing with some of the more serious allegations that are out there might be the better way to gain more fans, but every little bit counts. Every little bit counts, Dwayne, and we'll see what happens on Sunday when Toronto plays Vancouver for the first Canadian Derby, and there's no real name for that one. Maybe we should find a name. There's the Canadian Classique, which is the widely used one now for the Montreal-Toronto one. I like the two Saltos Derby, but to each his own. There's no real name for the Vancouver and Toronto one. So if you have one, let us know in the comment section below. You can also email us at sportspodcastingnetwork at gmail.com. What should be the name of the Vancouver-Toronto rivalry if it should have a name? Dwayne, yes, you have a suggestion. I have a suggestion. We should call it the Oakville Derby because half the people out there are probably from Oakville originally anyway. That's sure. a really insider joke for those that aren't in Canada. I apologize. I, I used to live in Oakville too, but uh, sure. And uh, I guess, but well, if you have a better, uh, not a better, but if you have another suggestion, let us know. We'll talk about it on next week's show. Vancouver, Toronto, a rivalry. But it reminds me of Vancouver's other rivalries, which feels to me Vancouver has like secondary rivalries, but they still don't have their true main rivalry. Maybe it's specific after all. Let's take a look at MLS's schedule for week number 10 already in MLS. It starts Saturday at 3.30 p.m. Eastern, Dwayne. Charlotte at home against Miami. Kind of an interesting matchup. We'll look at the standings in a few minutes to see how that reflects. We also have Montreal-Orlando at 4 p.m. at Statsuputo tomorrow. That's a great matchup they're going to have tomorrow. Atlanta-Chicago, New York-Portland, New York City, Sporting Kansas City, D.C. United-Houston, New England-Columbus, Minnesota-Cincinnati. And when we continue on the evening of Saturday, there's Dallas-Seattle. There's San Jose, Colorado. And we have a couple other matchups, but when you look at this big slate of game, outside of maybe Vancouver, Toronto, that we'll touch base more in a few minutes, which game stands out for you? Go way off base here and say Minnesota Cincy. Because Cincy's had the two wins back to back against Toronto, and they had a decent start, especially by their standards, to start this year. Uh, Minnesota has kind of sneaky there. They've got a couple players that are playing out of their skull. Again, kind of sneaky. So, so I might might take a look at this one. I'm also just happy from a TFC perspective that the weekend isn't starting with the TFC game because for the whole season so far, it seems like they're the first game off the hop. This time they're the last game off the hop, so I can kind of wind into my my weekend. In fact, both my my games that I care about the most are on Sunday, which is kind of nice to have a Saturday that I'm not you know angry about something at some point. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, last last couple of but well, you know, it's it's going to be an interesting uh, Premier League end of the season, and we'll break that down on, uh, maybe next Tuesday. Of course, Dwayne is referring to Manchester City and Toronto FC, if you don't know, which he's uh, touching the scarf also at this moment. And it's funny you mention Minnesota-Cincinnati, because Cincinnati has two games in a row of a win against Toronto, which three points, it counts. And when we look at the standings, they actually have had a resurgence, are now in a playoff position, having played one more game, but being a playoff position nonetheless. Cincinnati will take it. Barring a mistake in my calculation, which sometimes happens, I'll be fully honest, doesn't, I checked three times, but sometimes, even the, you know, what they say, blind, blind squirrel and all, but Cincinnati is in a playoff position, Dwayne. For the first time in their MLS history, Cincinnati, would make the playoff if the playoff would start right now. Yeah, absolutely. And look, I mean, 
baby steps, right? With Cincinnati, the, the, the difference is that they, they went through so much instability for so long and they're still unstable in the sense that it's still a relatively new leadership uh, team there, but they've seemed to put two people together that are working on the same page as opposed to having a guy up here that's doing one thing and throwing players at a player and at a manager who then has to work them into a system. They seem to have a manager, a GM and a, and a manager working together now. And that's like key one, right? So you, know, like, you know what they would call in business lingo, Dwayne, you know exactly. It, it's a vertically aligned, right? They're, they're, they have the Silos. same they have the same direction. They're not working on silos. They're vertically aligned and they're working towards a goal together, which is the basis. And it might seem trivial and simple, but if you get players and your manager don't know how to use them, well, that's not going to go well. We've talked uh, the other day about Luciano Acosta, which to me, he's one of my MVP candidates so far. His amount of key passes of assists and slowly unblocking his goal scoring i wouldn't say slump but it's not has been as easy as his assist this year but he's helping everybody around him be better brendan vasquez has played out of his mind and it's not going to stay this way but i see progress and hope in cincinnati and for a long time the last thing cincinnati had was hope no exactly uh well, what's the um is there a French idiom for uh, a square hole or a peg, square peg in a round hole? Is there an equivalent in French? Because this could be a French slogan to take. That's what that's Cincinnati true. was for a while. Oh, no, yeah, I don't think there is an equivalent. I'm trying to think. It's uh, kind of, you can say it in French, the same thing. It would have the same meaning, but I don't have an idiom that comes off the top of my head. No. Fair enough. Yeah, it's actually funny. In my, in my regular work today, I was also talking about French idioms with someone, my French colleague. Anyway, so this is a, a trend in my day today. Um, early bird gets the worm. Apparently, doesn't exist in French either. But nonetheless, uh, um, no. But there's something that says "l'avenir appartient à ceux qui se lèvent tôt," which means the future is owned by the ones who get up early. So there there's a similar aspect. He he said the world, not the future. So that's what he told me. Anyway, ah, but there yeah. you go. Le monde. Anyhow, enough of this of the French silliness. Uh, it's Friday. We get silly sometimes. Look, um, yeah, Cincinnati is pulling in the same direction right now. Now a lot of their wins are against weaker teams. That would include TFC. I would include TFC in a, in a non-playoff team right now in my mind. So so you have to take that with a grain of salt. But nonetheless, the points on the board, points in the pocket, and, and all those good things. Minnesota's too. Like, don't sleep on Minnesota. They didn't start as fast as people maybe wanted them to out there. But they kind of found their way into it. And they're just in the middle there, and they're there, uh, ready to ready to pounce, I think, above the line yeah. right now too. But the other oh. thing I see, when I look at the standings, my heavens, look at that East. I know, From compared one. to the West, too. Like, uh, yeah. New England has 11. It says one here. It's just a little typo. It's 11 for New England. And when you look at the Western Conference, the difference is, well, there's San Jose and Vancouver on the Western Conference. That's easy points for everybody else. And that's what you see. Look at that closeness. New York City FC has 13 points. And all the way to Chicago at 13. So that's from fifth spot to 13. There's three points different. Like it's yeah. in in reaching distance. You can you can reach it three points. That's that's graspable. It's crazy. Yeah, which is interesting today. You saw Atlanta with the with making some moves uh, that kind of look like they're dumping and looking to to rebuild, which is getting their fan base upset down there. But but you know they're just a point off there. So like anything's good. Well, yeah. if you're, let's be TFC for a second because I am always really and partly. At 11 points, it's not been great. The two losses in Cincinnati are frustrating, but they're right there. And when Insigne comes in, if he comes in flying, then yeah, they're still in that picture. And that's what every team in the East is thinking right now. Even DC at nine points, they're not that far adrift. If they get a couple wins, they're back in it. Yeah. And here we are. Like, look, this is, and I, I still don't know about Philly. Like, Philly to me is, <laughs> it's, true, it's right. like the, 
It's like I'm trying to think of a, a there's a couple uh, idioms in my head that aren't appropriate for air, so I'm not going to say them. But <laughs> he, um, he's like he's it's like having never mind. I don't know what I'm trying to say. It's like something not being the best of uh, not very good, like a, yeah, a big fish in a small pond, I suppose. Well, it's to me, it's the exact description of you don't need to be an all time team to be a champion. You just need to be better than the team in front of you every single time you step on the pitch. It doesn't need to be like, you don't need to go out there and literally have 95% possession and and have like 2,000 shots on target and your striker scores 10 goals every game to be good. And to me, that's the ideology is maintain, keep the pace and stay there without exerting yourself too much, without having too much injury, too many injuries and without controversy. Like slowly build that momentum so that when push comes to shove in October this year in the playoff time and then November MLS Cup, you're there. And Philadelphia is doing that without big names. If I ask you off the top of your head, Dwayne, name me three big players of Philadelphia. You'd be like a, a Gazdag, Ure, well, Ua is pronounced. And then you're like, well, even then, like Corey Burke, Sergio Santos, but like they're not world beaters. But together, their system, I guess, is the sum of their system is greater than the equal parts by themselves. Yeah, the, the fastest uh, turtle the fastest turtle in the world. There, there's a, a, a PG-appropriate analogy there for you. <laughs> exactly. And the turtle doesn't need to be the fastest ever to win the race. You just need to be faster than the one that is racing against you. And to me, that is Philadelphia. Let's continue our schedule browsing for this Friday Week 10 preview show. You mentioned Atlanta. And Atlanta and their injuries, you mentioned moves too. Because of the injuries and the severity of a couple of those injuries... They're not necessarily going to spend to make it more afloat, but they've also were able to get good results and they have some good young talented players. And I think they'll be good when those players come back. I'm really high on Moreno and a couple of other players from Atlanta. Chicago's going to have their hands full on Saturday. To me, that's a game that I am looking forward to. And we will talk about Montreal-Orlando because it's a rematch already this season. Montreal will face Orlando for the second time this season. When Montreal faced Orlando in the opening game of the regular season, they were playing in CONCACAF. They were distracted, playing on two fronts with a small lineup mixed with injuries and COVID. And it was a difficult game for Montreal. Montreal is now six game unbeaten in MLS, seven games if we include the second leg of the Cruz Azul Champions League game. Since Gabriel Gervais was named president of CF Montreal, things are going the right way, including what's coming up for next year in 2023 with the new logo. So for CF Montreal, they have a chance to show that this game against Orlando to start the season was a blip and we'll see the true CF Montreal stand up on Saturday afternoon at Stade Sapuja. Yeah, that's an interesting one, too. And Orlando's a decent team, and I think most people have, have uh, identified Montreal as being probably a playoff team right now, too. So so you do have certainly a, a good matchup there uh, to knock it off, to start it off. And uh, and look, you know, again, from the people in my neck of the woods that only follow TFC, I would encourage you to, to watch the Impact. Or sorry, well, whatever, the Impact. You can call uh, it you whatever want. you like, the Impact, the blue team, whatever. It's like we, yeah, we, yeah. Are, we know what you're talking about. 
Yeah, exactly. You should should give them a watch. They they are a fun team to watch. And, and even if you look, if you're in Toronto or, or Vancouver and you want to cheer against them, that's fine too. They're still going to be fun to watch. They're, they're a decent side, and there's a lot of Canadian internationals on there, obviously, that you want to cheer on. So and, it, you, uh, you can have an ambivalent day if you you do that. But nonetheless, it's we did we didn't talk about this a lot, but this week the player of the week in MLS is Kamal Miller. Kamal Miller from CF Montreal with a one goal, one assist performance against Atlanta last week has won the player of the week. And I'd also uh, actually uh, invite you to look at his heat map and his pass distribution on the right side. Kamal Miller is a top 10 player in MLS. He was 8th over the beginning of the first 8 weeks of the season for the amounts of passes into the final third. This breakthrough from Kamal Miller last game was not a fluke. He has been close to getting those assists and the crosses, and he got all those passes and the assist and the goal on the same day, but this is not a fluke. Kamal Miller, statistically speaking, with his passes into the final third, has been present the entire season. And that is not just good for Can for, for Montreal, Wayne. That's also good for Canada when World Cup comes calling. For, for sure. Should uh, Wilfred Nancy be uh, considered in the coach of the year conversation? I think right now, a... I think he's uh, a front runner. Well, Chirondolo. Steve Chirondolo should be the coach of the year because uh, expectations were quite low when he was named in LAFC and yeah. he's doing quite a job. But I think Wilfred Nancy is probably second there. Yeah, look, it depends on whether they get the visibility. And we don't want to belabor that. We've said it before and we'll say it again. I mean, they're. Quebec gets missed okay. out sometimes because of the of the language divide is what it comes down to. And you're far far from the eyes. Uh, and here's another yeah. French expression: "Loin des yeux, loin du cœur." So in French means if you're far from sight, you're uh, you're far from heart. So that's why Mihailovic is already being touted by his teammates for MVP because they know if they don't start the fanfare right away, it won't reach MLS headquarters. Yeah, that's a much prettier way to say it. We say out of sight, out of mind, which is more kind of by the book. Anyway, um, yeah, no, I, look, Wolfenanzi, I think if you were to name a coach of the year, the coach of the year and a half, uh, I, I would be inclined to say it might be him because when he came in, you know, the way he came in, Henri being there, well, you could maybe argue that maybe Nancy was the coach in, before too, but nonetheless. <laughs> we, we're going to respect Henri and not say that because it's Thierry Henri, right? But, yeah. you know, when we dissect things in the future, we might be like, ah, yeah, it kind of made sense. Yeah, so he kind of moved, moved sideways into that role. Well, which is Brian Schmetzer, same thing, right? Like sometimes the best coaches are not the ones you were looking for, the ones that were under your nose all the time. Um, yeah, Robin Frazier is a guy as well, was under Greg Vanny forever. And as much as Bob Bradley might work out in the end, there was that little bit of in-between time. Maybe they should have just given the job to Robin Frazier. Well, anyway, he would move on by them. But. Colorado decided to do so, and they're paying the dividends. We'll see if they can continue and turn yeah. things around, but you're right. But that's uh, that brings it back to Wilfred Nancy showing a lot of progress from Montreal so far this season. And you're right too. Started not thin, but it was a roster that needed a lot of over overhaul, and we've seen that. And youngsters, and he's making his team better. So maybe that is a good time to look at should Wilfred Nancy be considered MLS Coach of the Year at least for the first third. Very, very good thought experiment. We'll continue to look at MLS schedule after this short break. And also the Canadian Premier League in its fifth week of activity in the 2022 season. Two games tonight on Friday, two games on Saturday. We'll break them down and look at the standings after this short break. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You are listening to Soccer Today. Follow us on Twitter at Soccer Today SPN and like our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash sports podcasting network. You can find the podcast version of all the shows we do on iTunes, Apple Podcast, Google Play Store, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, and anywhere you get your podcast. And we're back on Soccer Today. Kev Varmey with Dwayne Rollins. Please, we'll invite you to take a second and subscribe to our YouTube page. Click that subscribe button and hit that notification bell. You'll be made aware whenever we have a brand new show available on our YouTube page. The Canadian Premier League will have its fifth week of activity later and we'll have all of the games and the standings in a second. But I want to close our MLS segment by looking at Sunday, a busy Sunday in MLS, Vancouver, Toronto, to start your Sunday afternoon or early evening activities. Is this game important for Toronto? It's a difficult week. It's a cross-country travel. Let's not forget, cross-country travel in Major League Soccer do matter. It is important to keep in mind the amount of time those players are not recovering and are traveling to Vancouver. They're coming off from two defeats against Cincinnati in four days. And it's a three-game and eight-day situation. How important is this game for Toronto? Because a loss could be excused easily with the travel, with the schedule, and with the cross-country travel. Is this gut check time for a young Toronto team? Um, before I, I answer that directly, we're going to have a little brief interlude to give you some gambling tips, tips here right now. Um, MLS teams going cross-country on short rest are basically a 0.001% chance of winning the game. So, look, I'm not telling you to bet against TFC in the weekend, but I'm kind of telling you to bet against TFC in the weekend. How important is this? I think it's important that they show character and fight and battle because you're going to have a lot of the younger kids are probably going to get a chance. Well, younger kids. It's hard to get much younger. I mean, less people that haven't been played as much so far are going to get more of an opportunity. I'm sure we're going to see a lot a lot of uh, temporary call-ups because this is the trend of TFC season this year is every day, 24 hours before the game, we get a press release from TFC telling us what three players they're putting on the roster for that week. <laughs> because there's only, what, 20 yeah, players yeah, on the contract? 21 players on the contract? And, yeah, so yeah, they have to keep bringing guys up and down. Like They're acting like an NHL team with an AHL team right now, the way that they're interacting. It's, it's not ideal. In the summer, there's going to obviously be some players coming in to stop this, but Look, some of those guys that are getting that temporary co- contract are going to get an opportunity to play. That's what I'm saying, because you can't do three and eight and go cross country and expect much out of it. The schedule maker has not been kind to Toronto. I would fully anticipate 
um, that the Whitecaps should win this game. And in fact, I will turn that question you had in the head and said, this is vital for the Whitecaps. If they can't get a win against this TFC team, this weak TFC team, they're playing them without Insignia, they're playing them on three of eight, all that stuff. Can't win that. Like, Mike, I don't know, throw the towel out at that point. <laughs> and, but, uh, by the way, Vancouver is dead last in Major League Soccer with only four points this season, one win and a draw this year so far in MLS. A terrible record on the road. I guess he decent record at home but the sample size is very small and when I look at Vancouver I'm not seeing a team that's progressing I'm seeing a team that's going to be who knows the status of Ryan Gold at this moment there's there's a lot going on against Vancouver yeah there is and there's a lot going on a lot of places with Vancouver and there doesn't seem to be a lot of solutions there Uh, they got hot for six months not even four months last year made a playoff and and decided that that was, you know, hang the mission accomplished banner up, and, and so, here we are. So they have the the worst record on the road, equal with Sporting Kansas City right now, which is 0-5-0. This game is at home for Vancouver, so it's at BC Place, and the record at home for BC Place is one one and one. The literal five hundred <laughs> in a in MLS context here for Vancouver. Yeah, look, uh, I. I don't have time today, but perhaps tonight after I'm done my work, I might take a look back and see what the record of teams are that are playing cross cross country and playing an eight days rest. I'm going to guess it might be possible that it has happened maybe one or two times ever in the history of this league. This is everything set up for the Whitecaps to win this game. If they don't win this game, big questions in terms of that roster's ability to even get as much as 20 points this year, to be honest. <laughs> Jeez, 20 points. Yeah, it's going to be a tough situation for the Whitecaps, but, you know, hopefully it could be entertaining, and it'll be the last year in my mind of Cavallini with the Whitecaps. There's going to be a big overhaul for the Whitecaps. Heading into next year, we might see a different Whitecaps, and I wouldn't be surprised if even uh, the, the sideline is also different for Vancouver next year. We'll see if Vanny Sartini can Push through this year, survive, come back next year. Of course, we know that the ownership group is close to their wallet, so they might not want to be paying a few coaches till they're lucky LAFC decided to hire Mark Lucento, so they don't have to pay that salary anymore, so that's good. He's an assistant, of course, with LAFC. But we'll see if any Sartini can stay his head above water when Vancouver will be navigating through the bottom of MLS for the rest of the season. You know, Pacific, though, the other team that is, some say, a rival of Vancouver, is doing pretty good in the Canadian Premier League. And, Dwayne, it's time to look at the standings in the Canadian Premier League before we look at the record. Pacific FC top of the league with three wins, zero losses, and one draw so far in the 2022 season. Ten points. Top of the CanPL. Great performance this year so far by Pacific. Yeah, Pacific, you know, look, this is the worst timing ever for the Whitecaps. And Pacific is also becoming the dominant team in CanPL. A very exciting young team and a team that does things, quote unquote, the right way in terms of developing local talent and giving them a chance and, and being able to plug and play into that. So, you know, you combine that with the struggles that the Caps have had and you it's a recipe for having a lot of fans potential fans that were on the borderline going well why would i spend x amount when i could spend half as much and have a better time and watch a winning team but that's that and look this is the winning team that beat the white cups one-on-one directly last year and you know campiel has shown 
consistently over the, over the first three years that it can, when given a chance, compete and do well against against MLS teams. You know, they're not going to beat them consistently, but they're they're going to be able to compete. So yeah. it's a good level of soccer and it's a good good team to follow. Um, and I don't think there's any doubt that they are right now the best team in CampiL. I think that Forge will grow into itself and start to challenge them down the line. But but really, you know, for the last year and a half. You know, I call it the, the the league pass team. That's a term that you hear there. I think I explained this one to you earlier. It's the team that you always want to watch. Um, it's specific. It has been. They're stylistically. They play. They play a fun game of soccer. They they play an up tempo game of soccer. They they win and and they're fun to watch. So yeah, that should be a good one. Exactly. And the Pacific's record is three one and one. Of course, with the updated standings that we have on our screen now. Atletico Ottawa two one and one seven points. So far this season, the Wanderers are third. Not a bad turnaround. York United there. Valor trending down. Forge, Cavalry, sixth and seventh, respectively. It's uh, it's hard to stay atop of the mountain. Other people drag you down. And FC Edmonton, well, they are where I thought they were going to be. Yeah, uh, Edmonton is, uh, for those that don't know, if you're new to this or new to the Camp PL, Edmonton is basically playing with an owner right now. It's an unfortunate situation. The the fast there owned that team for a long time, um, struggled financially for a while because they suffer the same thing that a lot of the original MLS teams do in the sense that you can't have a first impression twice, right? We're having a lot of idioms today. It so basically they didn't have that same bump going into the league and they kind of struggled at the box office, which caused the face to throw the keys on the table, and that means the league's running the team, which means they're kind of like bare bones investment on it right now. So just and, like RSL last year, basically, but uh yeah. in a different scale, like a smaller scale. Yeah, and look, they don't have it, there's only so much you can spend within Campiel, but not every team spends to the top of even that small small salary cap. And I suspect if you look at Edmonton's numbers, which we can't because they don't release them, um, they're probably the lowest spending team in the league, and it's and it's showing. Look, it, it we need in that market, we meaning this country, that's this league. So hopefully they can get it together. When it comes to Forge and Cavalry, um, I've watched Forge live a couple times. I've watched. Cavalry live once. I, 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 they still look like they're there, but there's. I think it's a case of almost like success. Success in this league is going to not be very difficult to sustain because when you get successful, you a have to pay your players a bit more, yeah. and b you have to or sell your players on. And we've seen that key players from from both of these teams move, and other players that have stayed around maybe have got a bit of say pay bump, which sort of hurts it a little bit. Now I still mm. think Forge is going to be okay. Of what I've seen, they're just, you know, once they get their top guys back, um, they'll they'll be like kind of fully healthy. I think they're going to be okay when we get back above yeah. that line. But it's it's interesting. It's good for the league though. Ultimately, sure. you don't want the same. As much as I will bench against parity in a league like this, you, <laughs> you don't necessarily yeah. want the same teams winning all the time. No. And uh, maybe one day we'll uh, we'll get on the case of Tristan Borges too, and then see uh, see what happened since year one of the CanPL and why. The results on yeah. the field are not the same. It, it's look, there's a conversation to be had there too that's not necessarily all, you know, roses either in terms of of what the league has done in terms of selling players so far. They they had success. I mean, Waterman might be a success. You could say. I think it he's is. The, a success. He's the best uh, in a North American context. He's the best player they sold to MLS, and he's the one who's been. He's he's starting for Montreal every single week, and Montreal has one of the best defense in the league. So yeah, it, so and it took him a while to, to grow into that. Sorry. And you know, Sorry. you look at the guys uh, TFC brought. I want to correct myself. They have one of the worst defense in the league, but one of the best offense. Anyways, uh, yeah, yeah, on. no, yeah, we, the numbers, whatever. We'll figure that out. They've had a couple of big games in Champions League. We'll we'll let them sort it. But 
Uh, McLaughlin and, uh, and Chong have looked decent for TFC and a young TFC team too. So we'll see if it will give them time, but they need to consistently sell. I was talking to agents in the off season um, as it related to um, Farsi's move, more Farsi's move from Calgary to the crew too. Um, and what I was told there directly is that because there wasn't enough of a track record amongst Campiel for the MLS teams to look at his play in Campiel and, and have a good comparison on it, they weren't able to offer him an international spot, but they gave him that chance to prove himself at Crew 2. Um, I should check in and see how he's doing. I haven't watched uh, he's a lot doing, of He's doing very well. He was player of the match a few times. Uh, he's been training with the first team also in Columbus at some points. Uh, Mo Farsi is doing well in Columbus with yeah, the Crew is, 2 in I, MLS Next Pro. In which I, I and I wouldn't shock me if he gets an MLS contract even in the summer. So when he can transfer into full time, so we'll see. And that's what the whole purpose of it. And the league needs to Campial needs to figure that out because he don't want to train or talent drain to MLS to pro, pro because agents will look at it and go, yeah, we want to support our local league, but if we have our players are going to have a better chance to get a better contract, they're going to go to the league that's going to do it. They're not yeah. going to be patient. They're not going to wave a flag if it's going to hurt them financially, right? You got to figure that out. And there's a lot of things that are in flux right now with the Canadian Premier League. And I think we're going to see a lot of standardized more operations going forward in across uh, multiple departments. By the way, all the best to Laura Armstrong, who's the new director of communications of the Canadian Premier League, formerly of the Toronto Star. She's been on the show before. She was on One Soccer a bunch of time. Laura Armstrong has been a longtime writer for Toronto Star. She covered the Blue Jays for a long time and, of course, Toronto FC for a long, long time. And uh, now will be a head of communications for the Canadian Premier League, which all those movements have been doing in the Canadian Premier League. And the, you see these things with every company, every entity that starts. And a few years later, it's never the same people that are there three, four, five years. It's not necessarily for bad reasons, too. There's sometimes yes, sometimes no. There's a lot of different reasons. But... Moving on and analyzing and then making things different to achieve something different is usually a good sign. And we're wishing everyone that is now with the KNPL and everyone that is not with the KNPL anymore all the best going forward. Yeah, I, I think with, with I, I don't pretend to know Laura Armstrong that well. I've met her a few times. Uh, she's very professional and very skilled at what she does, though. And I, I think that it's also important that she's a young female. I think that adds a perspective that maybe has been missing in that office in terms of, of their, their senior personnel and, and good for her for getting that job. Um, my first thought, of course, was, oh, it looks like there'll be a job at the star, too, because they're going to miss her on the TFC beat for sure. And and hopefully oh, the, uh, TFC and, uh, the TFC and also uh, all the other things that she was covering. But uh, yeah, but yeah. But uh, it's true. But when we look at the KNPL, let's look at the schedule for this weekend in earnest and look at who's playing who tonight. Two games, York United at home against Forge. The f How would you call the derby? The 905 derby? Because it's not the 416, but it's a, it's a GTA derby. There we go. The GTA derby, York, Forge at 7 p.m. tonight. Yeah, they call it the 905 derby because they're trying to make fetch happen. But um, well, yeah, yeah, yeah I, exactly. Well, you I know what? They... You, you and you mean girls. Well... She did make fetch happen. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, make a lot of references today. Look, uh, it's, yeah, it, that's an important one for Forge. Uh, and I think this is the first time that in this matchup's history that I think York would be the slight betting favorite heading into that game. Um, big night, too. I mean, look, if you're in the GTA, it's pretty nice out today, too. Here, it's going to be about 13, 14 degrees Celsius. It's been a long winter. It's not a bad little trip up that subway system. Um, I'd be there if I didn't have plans that I had made weeks ago tonight, so I won't see you there, but I will be watching it on TV. And uh, 
it should be a good one and, and it'll it'll tell us a lot about where these teams are. I like what York's doing on the pitch. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of questions they have off this stuff and we focus on that a lot, but I like how they built that roster and I think that's a, that's a really good team. And also on the pitch, they're doing a, a lot more on the sideline and also interested to see how Martin Nash makes those players better. It will be a big difference. But York United at Forge. FC Edmonton tonight against Cavalry, the late evening game on the Eastern Conference, 10 p.m. Eastern. Edmonton versus Calvary tomorrow. Valor at home against HFX. Valor, who is coming off a COVID force pause last weekend with a postponed game, will now play at home against HFX. We'll see if the delay in the amount of non-playing last weekend will have hurt their chances against the Wanderers, who are sneaky good. And by the way, the best crowd of the entire league with a 6,000 fan average in in uh, Halifax so uh, the Wanderers making a lot of things right on but especially off the pitch also Atletico Ottawa at home against Pacific FC that's a very tough trip for Pacific FC but with their league position they probably want to go all out because uh, with a win and depending on the score Atletico could take the top of the table yeah, and look, that'd be good for them if they could do that. So a lot of people pointed to maybe there being a bit of a disconnect on the coaching front with Mista the last couple of years, and now they have a change there, and they seem to be doing better with some changes in personnel too. Um, just quickly, I want to go back to Halifax for a second. Um, the league has, I think, officially made it to a certain threshold because yesterday someone on Twitter followed me who had the account uh, star, 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 starts with an F, Stephen Hart, hashtag heart out so they've officially hit the point where people are creating accounts to try and get people fired so i think as much as we don't advocate for that that certainly means that the, the league has hit a certain certain and, point and why they're third they got six <laughs> points they got two wins i would call some out I, I know he's yeah. new to the job but there's other coaches that i would get rid of before stephen hart no no offense because i know sometimes you listen to this show so Alan, I'm not saying that at all. I love what you're doing. It's 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 early on still, but you know, you can't be people can't be calling Stephen Hart's head. It's it's week number five for freak sakes. Yeah, and look, he he had some health issues last year, and I, I saw him live in York uh, on the sidelines. He looked quite slim. He looked like he'd lost some weight. Looked great. So uh, so hopefully Stephen Hart has a long and long and healthy career left in him still too, because he's a he's a gentleman of the game. We'll call him. And uh, but I did have a chuckle when I saw that account follow me the other day because well you know you've made it when <laughs> it's true, it's true. Stephen Hart who uh, was able to bring the Trinidad and Tobago Soccer Federation to their knees and tell them to pay up. For the money, come on, give it over. And that was great because it needed a lawsuit, but Stephen Hart got his due. Yes, he did. Um, he also deserves credit for the the noble and like humble way that he dealt with the terrible loss in Honduras. Uh, he fell on his sword. He did so without trying to cast blame to anyone else. He didn't cast blame to the players. He just, he walked away. And I think as much as that day stung, you got to give him credit for the way he handled it because it couldn't have been a very easy time in anyone's no. professional life. No. Oh, no. The number eight it must not be fun at all in his life. It's true. But uh, that is your weekend in the Canadian Premier League and MLS. And we'll be back on Monday, 29, to review all these beautiful games. Of course, I'm working on a game tomorrow. Montreal versus Orlando at Saputo Stadium. It will be a great game. I have high hopes for Montreal this year. 
And yes, something's got to give. And when you're getting close to breaking records and six and seven games unbeaten, probability of losing is still there. But we'll see what happens. On that note, you can follow Dwayne on social media at 24th Minute, myself at Kev Larme. You can follow to our show at Soccer Today SBN. You can find the podcast version of this show everywhere you find your podcasts Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spreaker, amongst other places. And you can also find advertising opportunities on this very show you can contact me at sportspodcastnetwork at gmail.com and support us financially at patreon.com slash sports podcasting network until monday for a weekend review in a can pl and mls for Dwayne rollins i'm kev Larme. we wish you a beautiful weekend and especially a great soccer <laughs>